0: You're listening to the Body of Believers podcast, where everyone has a story to share. We want to help encourage and uplift fellow believers with stories of God's love and faithfulness. So thanks for joining us as we listen to another example of God's transformative mercy and grace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first podcast episode I'm your host, Max Carey, and I'm here with your co-host, Sydney Shock. Hey. And our first and very esteemed guest, my friend, mentor, GCU student, and spam enthusiast, Lydia Peters.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: Today, she's going to be telling us a little bit about her first year at GCU and how she saw God move through that season and experience in her life. So, Lydia, what um, originally brought you to GCU, or what do you feel that your motivation for choosing GCU was over any other school?
1: Yeah, so honestly, picking a college for me was very hard, and I looked at a lot of different options, like I'm pretty sure I toured like 11 or 12 colleges, and I had it narrowed down to four, and just kind of, like, working through it with my parents and, like, going over the pros and cons list and especially, like, praying about it. Um, I just felt, like, a peace about GCU going there and, like, like that's where I was supposed to be.
0: It's fair. Um, so the warm weather didn't help you out at all with that decision?
1: I mean, like, maybe a little bit.
0: That's great. So... When you first got there, like, what was your initial reaction? Like, how did did you feel when you got to college on day one?
1: Day one was rough. (laughs) I was just talking to Sydney about this, like, literally this week. And I just remember, like, the first night was so bad. Like, I was crying my eyes out. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I was just in this new place, and like, yeah, other people from, like, Sioux Falls Christian went there, but I just felt, like, very alone, and that, like, I didn't really have anyone. I didn't have, like, my close friends. I didn't have my family. I couldn't just go see them whenever I wanted, so it was definitely a big adjustment, and I feel like that really led me into seeking God more, and like, truly digging into his word, like, especially that first week. I had so much time on my hands the first week because we were there, um, like, a week before class started, and what I really realized is, like, here I filled all my time with, like, spending it with friends, spending it with family, but then, like, that first week I was, like, wow, I don't really have that, <laughs> like, and so, what I should have been doing was feeling that time with Jesus back home, which like I wasn't doing. And so there is kind of when it
2: like all started to change for me. Yeah. So I have a question. So you kind of talked about how you grew in your faith, even right off the bat. So like, where were you at in your faith before leaving for college and how, like, where are you at now? Yeah.
1: So, Before I left for college, honestly, I would say I was living a very, like, lukewarm lifestyle. I never questioned if God was real. Like, I believed in Jesus, but I wasn't, like, honestly doing anything about it. And one of, like, the biggest impacts for me was um, a Christian worldview class that I had to take. It's just a general course that everyone at GCU has to take. But it's all about worldviews, and we examined every single one. And the first week, he was just explaining what a worldview is, and it's basically—I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's like the way that you view the world. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's the way you see the world. But like, what you believe about the world impacts what you think and how you act. And so, I remember the first week, he challenged us with a question, and he was like if, how did it go? Like, if you believe there's a God, then how is that impacting how you live and how you act? So, I really reflected on that, and I was like, well, is this, like, am I living like there's a God? Like, is that impacting how I'm treating others and, like, how I'm living, like, my day-to-day life? And I realized that, like, my life really didn't look that different compared to everyone else. So, I would say that was, like, a big turning point for me. And short after that, there was this chapel that... There's chapels every Monday at GCU. And there was this chapel that I went to, and it was talking about um, Romans... Is it 10 verse 9? I don't know. Somewhere in Romans where it's, like, if you confess that your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that you he raised from the dead, like, you will be saved. And it was talking about how everyone not everyone, but, like, most people just count on Jesus as their savior and skip over the Lord part, and when you're under, like, lordship, you're, like, obeying someone's commands. He's having, like, an impact on, like, how you live your life, and so that sermon, like, really impacted me, too, because I was, like, am I truly, like, following what Jesus is saying? So, yeah, I just started really reflecting and like yeah Um, (laughs) based on those.
0: I truly believe that that's a struggle that a lot of people that grew up um, in a Christian household struggle with because from a young age it's so easy to like take your faith in quotation marks for granted and just be like oh well you know I believe in Jesus like You know, I, one time when I was a little kid, I prayed and asked Jesus into my life. So now I'm good for the rest of my life. And it's something that I think is like really sad nowadays is that people don't understand that it's more than that. Like true belief and submittance to like Jesus Christ means like radical life change and you should be able to see a difference. And something that stood out to me that you said is you were talking about, um, you know, telling the difference between you and another person. And I think that that's really big because like if we truly believe that this this man actually came to earth and died on the cross to save us from our sins, like we should actually be acting differently about it. Like there's no reason that you should ever be able to look at a Christian person and a non-believer and compare their two lives and not be able to tell a difference without Without them saying, I'm a Christian, like that's just, then you just don't have it right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that is a story, a similar story that a lot of us go through. Yeah. And I know that that was a big part of my testimony too, was going through Christianity for a long time in that lukewarm zone where I wasn't hot or cold and that's a dangerous place to be because Jesus tells us that he's going to spit us out of his mouth if Mm -hmm. we're in that stage so I'm really happy for you because I think a lot of times people can go to college coming from a private school and have the opposite thing happen to them they go from lukewarm to nothing at all so I'm really glad that that is the experience that you had and another thing that caught my mind that you said is you talked about like how your loneliness initially when you got to college is what like spurned you towards a closer relationship with jesus and it yeah. just makes me think about that passage in second corinthians when it talks about like god saying that his power is made perfect through weakness and yeah. like, our weaknesses and our flaws really point to the goodness and the majesty of god and how powerful he is in our life
1: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah going off that like I just want to like say I'm so proud of you Lydia and like that's literally why I wanted like our you to be our first guest like I was like I just like it has to be Lydia because I have seen like what like how your life changed when like you started making God Lord of your life and like you grew so much in your faith and in wisdom this year and like so I can totally see the fruit of that and like going off what Max said, like, can you just, like, talk a little bit about, like, what it looks like to choose Jesus even when you're, like, going through hard times? Because, like, there could be a lot of, like, young adults who go to college and had no friends or family, like, with them, or it was a complete change, and they just see that as, like, just a bad situation and they don't see it as anything else so like how did you see that as an opportunity to grow and grow closer to God and like how did you take like practical steps to do that and just what was that like yeah
1: so I definitely only saw it as an opportunity to grow in my faith because like I literally had like nothing else at that point so I was like well, I definitely need to pursue Jesus like in this time, and so taking practical practical steps to do that. I remember your mom actually got me a devotional book for graduation that I had brought with me, and so I started reading that every day. And um, it just has like a little verse at the top, and then like words with, with it that the author had written. But like from that, I started reading those verses, and then I would go to my Bible in them, and then read them there. And then it would just make me want to read the whole chapter. So then I'd start reading the whole chapter, and then I'd get into it, and then I'd want to read, like, the whole book after that. So that was kind of how, like, I got into reading the Word more. And I also feel like the college that I went to also just had practical ways to just grow more because um, they have chapels every Monday. They have worship nights every Tuesday. Um, A lot of my friends... um, Went to church outside of GCU. So they would take me there and they would take me to their like um, adult life groups on Thursday nights. So I would say I got really blessed in the fact that I had so many opportunities to grow in my faith. And I realized that not everyone is going to have that same experience going into freshman year or anywhere. Um, But just to, I don't know, I just want to remind everyone that like, Jesus is the most important thing ever. So just pursuing him is like the best thing you can do with your life.
0: <laughs> um, so you talk about all these opportunities that you had at GCU, like worship nights and all those things. Um, was that something that you found came to you or was it something that you felt like you needed to go out and find it? Like you had to put in the work to do it or like go out and put yourself in those situations or did you think it was something that was easily accessible and just like right there for you
1: I feel like it was definitely just easily accessible to me um because it was just right on campus but also you do have to put yourself out there to an extent ex- a certain extent <laughs> um because I mean you can't just like show up to them without going like you have to put in the work to get there you know what I mean
2: yeah so I want to go back to like kind of what you were saying about like how you made Jesus Lord and like that's when it changed for you and I just feel like there is so much of a need for that like especially on college campuses and even like Max said like it's almost more so kids who like came from Christian homes because like Max said, like it was always just kind of fed to them. And then when they got to college, like it wasn't. And so they didn't know how to get it on their own, I feel like. So I'm just wondering, like, what advice would you give to a college student who is like, because I think there's a lot of people in this position, but someone who would say, like, I know Jesus isn't Lord of my life, but I don't know how to get to that spot. And like, I keep falling into sin and I keep just living for myself, the like day in and day out every day is the same like how do how do I change how like how do I make Jesus Lord if he's not yeah
1: so definitely I it just starts it just starts with seeking Jesus and by doing that for me it was like just reading my Bible and I mean we're told in scripture that um, the reading of scripture renews our mind and like that's exactly what it did for me um, I would also say that worship music was also a big impact on my life, and just, like, feeding um, what, like, those worship songs have into your brain was, like, honestly such a big impact on me, and I just kind of want to go into this topic of music real quick, and this was one way that I saw, um, like, God working in my life is through... um like just music in general like he taught me yeah. that music has such an impact on your life and it affects the way that we think like whether you believe it or not and like worship i mean music is meant to be worship to god and when we are listening to like music i don't we're <laughs>
2: worshiping something
1: yes we're worshiping something and So, it either agrees with God and glorifies God or it doesn't. And so, I went through my phone and started like looking at all the music I was listening to. And I was like, This, like, why am I feeling sad right now? And I was like, Well, I'm listening to sad music. (laughs) So, or like, what's another example? Or like, um,
2: like not desiring God.
1: Yeah. Why am I not desiring God? And it's the music that I was listening to. And so I had to go through my phone and literally delete all that music because I was like, this is not okay. And yeah, just music and like things that we watch, things that we see just have so much like more of an impact on our brain than we realize. So
0: Um, I think that's really interesting because I was actually like digging into this topic um, a lot recently and specifically the idea that like in verses like Ezekiel 28, 12 through 9, and also in Isaiah 14, the Bible talks about how before Satan fell from heaven, he was like the cherub of heaven. And so like he controlled the music. And so one way that like the enemy like tempts us or like tries to distract us or derail us is through music. Yeah, And that's why I think that ninety-nine percent of the music that's out there today is secular and mm-hmm. um has a lot of damaging material and messages in it. And I don't think that people realize that like even if even if they're listening to songs about people doing and selling drugs and murdering other human beings, yeah. they're like, okay, well I'm not doing those things. But like subconsciously, like you're taking in a lot of the things that you're listening to and it kind of, you know, can fill your heart. And it's like Proverbs 4.23, above all above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So, like, that's just part of guarding our heart is, like, switching up your music, like, and being really careful about the things that you take in. So, it's yeah. really interesting to see how music was a big part of your journey at GCU.
1: Yeah, 100%.
2: Yeah and I just like notice a similar theme coming up and I just feel like it's like Lydia like you doing like hard things and it leading to like growth and I think that that's like just a good reminder that like following Jesus is a narrow road and it's so worth it and like obviously it's the most fulfilling life ever but it's not easy and like sitting down and reading your Bible for an hour like while you're at college is not easy like GCU is a big school like you could have been going out to parties. You could have been, like, explore Like, you could have been going out meeting people. You could have been focusing on homework. You could have been, like, oh, I need a night... Like, a me night. And just sitting and watching TV. Like, it's not always easy to sit down and read your Bible. Just, like, it's not easy to go through and delete a bunch of songs that you thought you really liked. Like, those things aren't easy. And I think, like, it's really, like... that's a problem for like our generation and like obviously that's always been a problem like but I don't know with like social media and just like technology in general like it's so easy for us to be instantly gratified whenever we want something we can get a counterfeit version of it but like Those things don't last. Like, for example, like if you would have chosen to, instead of sit down and read your Bible one night, go out to a party, like that might have felt more pleasing in the moment. But like a lot of those things lead to destruction in the end and lead to health problems and relationship problems and depression and anxiety and other like horrible things that we don't notice that in the moment. And like, reading your bible for example is kind of the opposite of that like it's it can be hard in the moment but you see so much fruit and peace and like all good things coming from it in the long run so I just think that that was like worth pointing out that like making Jesus Lord and following Jesus and pursuing that life is not always easy in the moment but it's so much more satisfying and gratifying in the long run so yeah yeah
0: I think that a lot of people view Christianity very legalistically, or in a sense that Christianity is all about just like following rules and like, I can't do this, I can't do that, which I think, you know, turns a lot of people off of religion and Christianity because they think it's just a big rule book that's trying to ruin all their fun. But what they don't realize is ever since. I became a Christian, at least in my story, like I've found way more fulfillment and joy in the things that God has intended for me to do versus sinful things that are only, you know, a short-term fix or provide pleasure just for a short amount of time. And so I just would like, would hope that everyone realizes that God doesn't, put these rules in place just because he simply doesn't want us to have fun. Like he is all knowing and he's eternal and just knows everything that has ever happened and is going to happen and what is happening right now. So obviously he's going to put rules in place because he loves us just like a parent has rules for their children or toddlers or whatever, because he doesn't want us to get hurt. Like he always has our best in mind. And I don't think that people see him through that lens enough. They just look at it as, oh, well, the Bible says I can't do this, so I reject the Bible because I want to do that thing.
1: Yeah, I love what you just said right there because that was honestly one of the mindsets that I had was that if God is, like, he is such a good God and he wouldn't put those rules in place to just torture us. Like, (laughs) that's not his character. Like, that's not who he is. And so... Just realizing that sin is such a temporary fix and it's like so deceptive because you think it's going to be fulfilling and then it just is not and then the devil takes that and then puts shame on it being like, oh, I can't believe you just did that. Like It's just this endless cycle that is, yeah, only Jesus can break that cycle.
2: Yeah, that's so true. And I love how we just circle back to Jesus because at the end of the day, like that's what this is all about. Like it's a person and it's Jesus and it's a relationship. And like that's like what happened to you, Lydia, is you like started taking your relationship with Jesus seriously. And like the person of Jesus is who changed you and who gives you that peace and who was comforting you in those moments. And it's so important to remember that.
0: Lydia, you talked a little bit at the beginning, you know, about one of the things that you struggled with initially at GCU. Um, Spiritually speaking, what was the most difficult thing for you at GCU, or what do you think the thing that hindered you the most in your relationship and walk with Jesus was while you were there?
1: Hmm, That's a good question. Um... I just feel like saying no to my sin was a bit, like, one of the things that I struggled with most spiritually, and it's, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, like, some of the things that, like, I would struggle with was, like, gossiping, and it just, like, seemed in the moment that it was so fun and, like, just something to talk about, but then, like, truly looking at it and just be, like, that only starts bad things that only starts like quarrelsome fights and um even if the person like doesn't know it or like that you're not intending it in a bad way like it is harmful and so like that's just one example of like something that I struggled with but yeah just like denying the flesh every day was it's hard like your flesh wants to do fleshly desires but just saying no to that was hard
0: yeah I mean that's not even just a college thing that's anybody anywhere yeah struggles with um some of those difficult things how did you find that you were able to overcome that like what mindset did you have when it came to you know overcoming your fleshly desires and doing what was contrary to the flesh like how did you think that you overcame temptation or what was a good tool for you to not do the sinful desires or temptations that you were having?
1: Yeah, literally Jesus is the only answer to overcoming those temptations. So what I started doing, like, um, if I caught myself like judging another person, just like in my head, I'd be like, no, Jesus, like, please take this out of my heart, take this judgment out of my heart. Or if I caught myself wanting to gossip I'd be like Jesus please like take that sin out of my heart like I don't want that so I'd say prayer was the biggest tool to just overcoming those
2: temptations Yes. I love what you just said, Lydia, because I just think it's such a good reminder that we're never denying our sin or doing the right thing by our own strength. And if we are doing it from our own strength, we're just going to end up falling back into that sin, like end of story, because we are not capable of overcoming our sin. Jesus is only capable of overcoming our sin. So we have to ask him for help. And so I love that you learned that because that is just so important. And then I just have one more question. Um, I'm wondering what advice you would give, um, like kind of to wrap it up and put a bow on it. Like what advice would you give to newly graduated seniors who are about to be freshmen in college? Like you learned and grew so much from your freshman year and just took the trials and used them to grow closer grow closer to God. So like what simple advice would you give um, it can be advice or like a Bible passage or just what, what would you want to say to those who are about to go into college? Like how can they do what you did and how can they grow? Like when it gets hard.
1: Yeah. So I would say that don't be anxious about anything because Jesus is with you. And also like that being said, like seek Jesus with everything you have, because when you seek Jesus, you will find him and so, just getting in your word, like, you can start so small, it can literally be for 10 minutes a day, or even less, like, because when you get in your word, from me, from my experience, like, I just wanted to keep reading more, so it's all about, like, just, like, open your Bible, and, like, from there, it'll just keep following, or you'll just want to keep reading more, and also, prayer, um, prayer is just so powerful like it's literally talking with the creator of the universe and just um I would say for prayer like just like ask God to like change your heart and change the desires that you have and he will like he wants a relationship with you he wants to know you he wants what's best for you so if you're asking God for these things like he is gonna change your heart and so just like I know it's so hard in college because there's so much going on, there's homework, and it's so busy. But just like getting a little time each day with Jesus, it's gonna change things.
0: And how true that is. <laughs> um one verse that I just wanted to share about we're talking all about this this heart stuff and God transforming our hearts is Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six which says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I just think it's so important to remember that everything that happens in our life, every temptation that we're able to overcome and every transformation that anyone's ever had is solely just because of the grace of God. And it's not Mm -hmm. a work of ourself. So um, I think that you had some very good wisdom And Insight, Um, do you have any other final things to say before we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, I'm just so thankful that I got to come on here. Thank you both, Sydney and Max, for having me. But just that everything that I've learned this year is all because of Jesus. And so he deserves all the glory.
0: Thank you, Lydia. I would like to pray for you quick and then we can wrap things up. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for Lydia and I thank you that you created her in your image. Um, I thank you for the blessing that she has been on my life and the lives of all the people that she interacts with. Lord, I, I thank you also for the transformation that she was able to have at GCU and for your guidance over her life. Lord, I pray that she would continue down the narrow road that she's on, and I pray that her story could be uplifting and encouraging to all that are listening, just as it was um, uplifting and encouraging to me. Again, I thank you for Lydia, and I thank you for your grace. In your name I pray, amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: That's about it for this episode. We will see you guys in the next one.